Okay, good morning. Uh, welcome back. Today will be episode 56 of the presentation of uh, talk uh, on Nityananda and uh, Chittakashkita, translated by M.P. Pandit. Uh, this version is very hard to find, <laughs> very interestingly. This version is the hardest to find of any uh, versions of Chittakashkita translated. And uh, that's probably in, in this version was removed from archive.org while the other versions were not, which is interesting. So <laughs> evil powers perhaps don't want people to find this version. Uh, it's too high for the current time. Uh, I don't know. But I do believe this was quite inspired and M.B. Pandit, uh, I think Chinmaya Ananda or another um, Swami or another person said that uh, there was some experience that uh, uh, M.P. Pandit had his hand uh, started or stopped or moved or changed during the translation uh, uh, as if, and it probably was direct guidance from Nityananda who was trying to make sure he translated the um, original Kannada or Karnataka or Southern India dialect of the original notes from Tulsi Ama into English, and that um, there was some direct oversight by Nityananda, who had already passed out of physical body, uh, over with M.P. Pandit during translation, and that that you know, some 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 matters are just too high for public viewing, just like uh, like I see here in Taiwan, the most beautiful butterflies are the rarest, and they stay in the deep forest. They just don't come back. They don't come to the haunts of men where, where humans walk the most beautiful, rare butterflies that are really quite exceptional um, are never to be seen. <laughs> they stay in their own subtle domain uh, at the back of the valleys uh, in the deep forests like that. And um, that's the way it goes. Uh, so, <clears throat> meanwhile, this version is available. If anybody ever... <laughs> Uh, found a, uh, if you want to do something for me and you appreciate me, that would be nice, but <clears throat> uh, a, a rare book locator service, like uh, from what, uh, Holland or somewhere, uh, finding an original copy of uh, this book, Voice of the Self, from M.P. Pandit from 1962, or the later version from M.P. Pandit, um, I'd be happy to buy it. So long as it's not too expensive. So, meanwhile, uh, it's a beautiful translation, I think. And um, there is a subtle difference um, in that um, a more accurate translation has more of the original power, not only meaning, but power, um, pranic power of the original uh, word, of the original um, uh, service. Um, so, in any case, so what we're going to do uh, is continue the reading. Last time we ended on page 50, and I'm just going to pretty much read straight through, and um, we'll perhaps get another 10 pages here today, <clears throat> and that'll conclude the series. So, middle page 50 on Voice of the Self from M.P. Pandit, Nityananda's Chittakashkita. And this is after uh, a page where Nityananda is um, 
interestingly, uh, very attentively communing with a cobra who's about three feet away from him, who's standing at attention. And um, he's not controlling, he's uh, communing and communicating with this cobra. And um, <clears throat> he knows, seems to know uh, their community. So you'll see that in the first verse here. So, Chittagashkita, page 50. Nityananda said, The cobra of good species has an internal pranayama, meaning pranic energy uh, circulation. The cobra listens attentively to the notes of the Nagaswara, uh, the Naga deity, or the Naga, you know, <laughs> worker uh, with snake uh, cobra. So, I repeat, the cobra of good species has an internal pranayama. The cobra listens attentively to the notes of the Nagaswara. The yanin, the fully realized being, looks on equally with as much love as the cow has for its calf. There is no house without doors, no cooking without utensils. The dog eats the food, <clears throat> whether it's cooked in a gold vessel or earthen vessel. The birds think only of immediate present, not of the morrow. The seed confined in a box does not sprout, does not yield fruit. But if it's placed in earth, it will give fruit. Hence, practice and experience. Happiness and misery are all brought upon oneself by oneself. Next verse. The lamp can be handled by anybody. So also the light given by the sun to all is one and the same. The sun looks alike to all. So also is Agni, fire or fire deity or fire principle. So also is Agni alike to all. For those who do not see with the gross sight, supreme buddhi and knowledge are one. Page 51. Those without subtle discrimination, buddhi, are not men. They are not human beings. The gross is the bodily sense. <clears throat> the subtle is of the Atman. The gross is the Jivatman. The subtle is the Paramatman. It is not possible to perceive the subtle without the gross. That, that's a very important line. That's where you can say, uh, nor is it otherwise. Things are not as they appear. The appearance is subtle. The appearance is gross, but what's not seen is the subtle. So things are not the gross only as they appear, nor are they otherwise. Means uh, their true nature does not exclude the gross. It just is not limited only to the gross. That's why he said it's not possible to perceive the subtle without the gross. Going on. A house cannot be built without the foundation. Thought power is Shiva Shakti. The union of Jivatman and Paramatman is Shiva Shakti. When there is an increase of this Shiva Shakti, man becomes an excellent person. And an excellent person is the fortunate one, a Brahmin, a knower of Brahman. Vedanta is the norm for all. Next. He is a teacher who has no desire. He is a sannyasi who has no desire. 
in this world, an avaduta is he who has left all desire. The avaduta is of the premier, top grade, best among all. There is no state higher than the avaduta. He who sits above, he is the avaduta, in whom this and the other world are united. He is the avaduta. Oh, the sky of consciousness, Chiddakash. The true sky, true skies of Jivan Mukta, soul liberation, Ananda of Swaraja, the bliss of self-rulership or self-being, self-empire, that's probably Swabhava, Ananda of Brahman, the bliss of Brahman, Ananda of the real, this could be uh, uh, Satananda, (laughs) Ananda of yoga, emancipation from all sins, of birth fulfilled, Lord of Jivanmukti, O kingly of understanding. By him alone is the world saved who imparts the truth principles, Sat. He who has given up desire. He is a Muni, sage, like Shakyamuni, who deliberates on truth, Sat. He is Shiva. Shiva is he. All that is apparent is Shiva. He is truly a beggar who does not know Sat. So truth as Sat. A beggar is he who has not destroyed delusions and the downward course. So, uh, the beggar is the one who has not destroyed delusions, maya, asava, klesha, and the downward course. Next. The true bliss, brahmananda, fills all to those who have given up all sense of honor and dishonor. If the working of buddhi is concentrated for five minutes, everything becomes uh, uh, sat. Um, everything becomes tat, uh, tatata, or everything becomes that. Is the translation? I think that was um, uh, tat. So there's sat and there's tat. Sat is truth, commonly, or reality, capital T, capital R. Tat is like that. I am that. Uh, that title of the book, I think it's Nusargadat. <clears throat> is I am I I am tat <laughs> I am tat means I am such I is such I is as it is. So, if the working of buddhi is concentrated for five minutes, everything becomes tat. Those who do not recognize the cause do not attain fulfillment. They fall entangled in maya, like fireflies into the flame. These flies look into the flame repeatedly, play and perish in the flame itself. Play and perish in Maya. Lower lower rebirth. Next. There is no yoga without holding of breath. Pranayama practice. It is not possible to draw water from the well without having a rope. There is no contentment without release from bondage. No life without water. No desire without mind. Till six months, the child is a Raja Yogi. Once the brain is developed, it is a Hatha Yogi. (laughs) That's very deep. Of such a one, the mind is fickle. Because a lack of sufficient discrimination, Buddhi, a lump of sugar and a clod of earth are the same to it. The fruit is always above. For man, the fruit is there up. Sow a coconut in the earth, 
and the fruit appears at the top. For each thing, the fruit comes from above. <clears throat> uh, so, for those that are interested, this is page 52. Uh, <laughs> Till six months, the child is a Raja Yogi. Raja meaning king, kingly way of yoga. Uh, Raja Yogi is the one who's um, of perfect mindedness. And then Hatha Yogi is the one who does Hatha asanas, Hatha Yoga asanas postures. So once the brain is developed, it's a Hatha Yogi. But of one of such a one, the mind is fickle. And so <clears throat> there's a problem <laughs> becoming a Hatha Yogi after six months from being a Raja Yogi in the first six months infancy. Then there is a lack of sufficient buddhi. Because of lack of sufficient discrimination, lump of sugar, clot of earth are the same. And so while there's some equal-sightedness, enlightenment, uh, yana, realization to that mind, there's also a lack of sufficient buddhi in the mind of the infant, uh, who's either a Raja Yogi or a Hatha Yogi, in his view. But the fruit comes from above. Going on, the umbrella does not hold the man. All is held by the mind. Without the mind, there are no differences. Such a mind, or such a man, has no desire. He is the true sannyasi, the yogi. The mindful man wants everything, but the mindless has everything within himself. As all things are found in a steamer boat, the mind, or the man who has subjugated the mind, which is probably manasic, the man who has subjugated manasic, the manasic, has the whole world within himself. <clears throat> Nityananda's made the distinction a lot between the uh, monastic function, ordinary mind, ordinary man way where we feel that I'm in the world versus the yogi, the sannyasi, the avadut, the knower, the yanan, the yanin who realizes the world, um, the world is in the self. And there's a big difference there. The outer is the inner uh, not that the inner is walking around in some outer. Anyway, going on. As the boat sails, all looks like moving. Likewise, <clears throat> as the mind gets emptied, all appears to move. What is experienced in the state of deep sleep is not experienced in the waking condition, and what comes in the waking does not come in deep sleep. If a pot without water is kept on a fire, there is no sound. For that sound, water is needed. So too, without subtle discrimination, there is no purpose. Snake bite in dream does not kill. There is no mind working then. Only when the mind is there, is there everything. The whole creation is an ideation of the mind. To the inward gaze, there is no creation. <clears throat> Beyond dancing thoughts. Sleep less at the beginning. During the practice of moderation in food, do not bathe in cold water. If you bathe in cold water every four or five hours, there will be no proper blood circulation. The character in a drama first rehearses inside and then plays outside on the stage, first in private and then in public. Pour water in a vessel <clears throat> that is full, it will flow out, Similarly, when the peace or shanti is getting full, all come to know of it. 
Such a man has no desire. This is the highest shanti, the full shanti union. In the form of shanti, peace is God. Om, form of peace. In himself, he is without form, without change, without thought. He is absolute bliss, Ananda. As you lull the child to sleep in a cradle, place the mind as pillow inwardly and sleep. Pass in every test. Unless you pay, you do not get enjoyment. To say you know how to talk in English but cannot write in it is certainly no passing. Meaning passing grade, passing the test. <clears throat> and, and you know, you, what, what he's, he's, some portion of his teaching <laughs> is, is just ob- making statements of observations of ordinary life. Ordinary life phenomena, statements of observations, um, super duper simple, you know? And every single one of them is he's is loaded, loaded with meaning, and so uh, it just goes on and on and on. Every single verse, he's talking. Uh, some portion are ordinary things, like um, the character in a drama first rehearses inside and then plays outside on stage. Yeah, of course, everybody knows that. So that's the way it's done. So. <clears throat> Just that, like like all phenomena, can be understood symbolically. Can be understood as uh, an outer uh, a phenomenal appearance that has deep meaning in the soul evolutionary transformation process. It has spiritual significance. And so that's the way people interpret dreams. If you interpret the dream, one, one way of interpreting dream from a psychological perspective which could also be spiritual in the sense that there's communication or inspiration from higher self in some so-called dreams. But whether the source is psychological, psychodynamic, and or higher self, inspirational, higher dimensional guidance, uh, every character in the dream is you. Every occurrence in the dream is a um, manifestation, is a, has symbolic meaning pointing to an inner process, a process of mind or a, or a Significance in one's personal life. <clears throat> and so the universe of phenomena are meaning, meaningful. <laughs> Endless meaning. Meaningful. Full of meaning. You know, I raise my hand and say hello. That has profound meaning other than raising my hand to say hello. Just like anything. Whether I know it or not doesn't matter. Uh, the one that knows it... Uh, <clears throat> It acts meaningfully, or uh, all they do conveys the deeper meanings of the physical gestures. So <clears throat> they they may or may not consciously know, you know, anyone. I don't know, you know, we don't we know very little really. But whether the person knows or doesn't know, deeper levels of significance of their every act. Let's just we're just talking about phenomenal appearance here, you know. The, the pot gets filled progressively. <laughs> uh, a pot on a fire with no water makes no sound. It can mean a whole lot of things. And as if it appeared in a dream, um, <clears throat> one can mind the meaning, the significance of um, phenomenal occurrence or uh, appearance. <clears throat> the, the ordinary phenomena of life are not ordinary at all. 
or they can be seen as ordinary, or they are seen as ordinary, considered to be ordinary, from a shallow mind. <laughs> when the mind is deep, uh, there's no more ordinary. It's then what Ra says, the consecrate or hallowed nature of everyday things. I raise my hand and say, hello. Uh, or the pot without water makes no sound on the fire. Uh, but the pot burns up because it has no fire. It has no water. <clears throat> that that has. If you saw that in a dream, if you had a dream of that, you would look into what does it mean. We have a physical, gross world, space-time experience of all sorts of phenomena. We rarely ask, what does it mean? <laughs> Only when we have some called synchronicity do we ask, what does it mean? Actually, the whole of life, of personal life, is a synchronicity that has profound meaning. <clears throat> and I had this experience a couple of times, actually. One particular, uh, where I was doing some practice, Taoist kind of practice, and then I clearly felt a very strong rush of, of energy, pranic flow, up to the crown chakra, to the head. And I felt a swoon, and I had to sit down. And <clears throat> the thought was... Uh, uh, all everything is profoundly meaningful, is, is endlessly rich in meaning and significance and importance. Uh, profoundly meaningful, important, valuable, just like Ross says, self is a being of infinite worth. And so Nityananda is talking about all sorts of ordinary things. <clears throat> and, you know... <laughs> Uh, some people who've written about him have actually said uh, they consider him of a lower level. Some people, because he because he wasn't educated or something. Uh, and he talked about all these things. It's very common that, that earth humans um, degrade or downgrade that which they don't understand, commonly. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and those who think that Nityananda was just another yogi, there are some guys. I mean, I think Chinmayananda was sort of put him in the lower class or the middle class of yogis or something. Um, they just don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. And so when he's talking about all these simple things, uh, <clears throat> they don't know what he means. What he means is that, that God is speaking continually. That, that the highest of the high <clears throat> um, is expressing itself through the gross phenomena uh, continually. Um, extreme, you know, total divinity, sacred nature, sacred life uh, is shouting itself in in countless ways through gross phenomena. And most people don't see it. Um, you have to have seven chakra activation, not just six chakra, actually. You have to, that contact with intelligent infinity, the link between six and seven chakras, as well as some degree <clears throat> You mean major clearance of one through six must be done to tap into the infinite nature of finity, the infinite. Um, and I, I, you know, I have only minor understanding of it, but uh, the the infinite nature of the apparently finite, <clears throat> the the subtle nature of the gross, uh, the this, the reality that the, phys the physical and the metaphysical are inseparable. Ross said. That is uh, a, a statement of the intrinsically subtle basis of all the gross or the physical phenomenal, including the sense of self, including all uh, catalyst. Uh, <clears throat> all gross catalyst or catalyst that's gross is, substands 
uh, is substanded by is uh, based in is arises out of the subtle but that gross subtle itself is a duality that comes out of something it's all the play of light that comes out of the mind of the one that created the light whose mind is um, Paramatman um, Parabrahman and <clears throat> it never departed the apparent duality of the visible gross and the uh, invisible subtle the uh, <laughs> apparently the, the, apparent, the appearance of the gross the physical phenomenal uh, substanded by arising out of simply the visible face of its intrinsic subtle nature that arise that that is an expression of um the one that made light and um <clears throat> that that is a sacred world <laughs> when one comes to realize sacred world uh all profound meaning and you just you know this is talking sugar not tasting and um Maybe I had some taste of it, and some people have, but not everyone has. And it's totally available if you do the work. And, you know, I have had some partial taste of that sugar, and others have too. And uh, Nityananda, you know, lives <laughs> fully in it, or seems to have finished the work. And that's why when he talks about ordinary phenomena, he's pointing uh, to their uh, essential symbolic meaning regarding soul evolution, spiritual praxis, transformation of, of all I is, their transformative symbolic meaning. Um, and nothing is meaningless. Nothing is there, is, there is no profane. It's all sacred. Uh, we can say profane, um, but that's because we don't see its sacred basis. And... Um, there's no greater sacred to the temple than to uh, a lump of shit. That's why he could sit in shit and play with shit that one or time, one time or something, <clears throat> and freaked out the devotees, <laughs> uh, because for him shit and um, temple, you know, sanctity, is one. <laughs> That's beyond my level, obviously. So, uh, and some people will say he's crazy. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> You know, you can't convince of anyone of anything, but you can become completely and perfectly enlightened yourself. So that's enough. Going on, <clears throat> and here, uh, 54, here, here you get some more of his um, uh, deceptively, <laughs> deceptively deep teaching that, that mo many people can't handle, many people who study Vedanta and Buddhism can't handle. Any uh, other yogis uh, themselves couldn't get. So, mid-page uh, 54. The throat chakra, which, by the way, is a vishti, right? The throat, ch the throat chakra is the muladhara, meaning the, the root chakra, the base chakra. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the throat chakra, fifth ray, is the muladhara, first chakra, first ray, where originates kundalini. For this throat chakra, or throat center, is the center of the heart sky, Pridayakash, is the center of the eyebrows. <laughs> Meaning the fifth chakra, the throat chakra, the throat center, fifth ray, fifth chakra, is the center of heart sky, Pridayakash, is the center of the eyebrows, Ashna chakra. 
So he's saying that fifth chakra is sixth chakra. After he said that fifth chakra is root chakra. Mm-hmm. Throat, throat chakra is first chakra. Throat chakra is sixth chakra. So there's here one five six. Mm, who thinks about one five six? The Svadhisthana, second chakra, right? Normally called <laughs> second ray, second chakra. The Svadhisthana, second chakra, is in the head. Six seven chakra. The Raja Yoga is above the neck. Ajna, like six chakra, third eye. Ajna is triangular, yeah. And this triangular, that's the shape of the, and Ra, even Ra said that too. And this triangular is the place of mukti, liberation. The quote here is the jivatma, and the quote other is paramatma. Both in union is chidambara, 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 uh, consciousness sky. Chit is the mental activity, sat is the infinite. And so sat as truth or reality is the infinite Meaning, yeah, truth, uh, the truth is, reality is infinite. Reality is infinite, and that's the truth. And that means that all the phenomenal <clears throat> is itself um, infinite. The finite is infinite. The, the appearance, all that is, that appears infinite, that appears finite, is infinite. William Blake said the same thing. When the doors of perception... We're, are cleansed, man will see reality, or sat, as it is, infinite. So, the finite, the, appear, the finite is infinite. The appearance is finite. Its nature is infinite. And so, throat chakra is muladhara. Throat chakra is root chakra, where it originates kundalini. Kundalini originates from the fifth ray. Whoop. Kundalini, for the spirit complex, you see the top of body-mind is fifth ray. And the root of, of spirit is fifth ray. The spirit complex really is six and seven. But its um, basis is the unified mind-body, whose culmination is fifth ray, Vishuddhi. So Vishuddhi, the full development of... And, and um, Guru Das, talking about copper. <laughs> copper. Copper? The element copper. Uh, as a uh, electromagnetic, a, as a um, vibrational elixir, <laughs> putting copper in pure water, putting it under the sun, having some kind of electromagnetic or etheric signature of the copper transferred to the water, that's copper vibrational elixir, does much in unifying mind-body or fifth chakra, first to fifth chakra. Eh? So the union of a, a becoming a you integrate I think in the Bailey materials the integrated personality integrated personality is um, very high level development purification integration of chakras one through five and that's the unified mind body and that's the root chakra to the work and spirit complex which is six seven and that's why he says throat chakra throat center is muladhara root chakra originating Kundalini for the greater working in the head then this throat chakra, this throat center, fifth ray, Svishuddhi, is the center of the heart sky. Ah, okay. So the Kundalini, the, the, <laughs> the uh, Kundalini 
um, trans uh, completed transformation in the spirit complex in chakra six and seven originates from the unified mind body that is uh, culminated uh, that that originates or culminates in and then is the source of working in fifth chakra. So fifth chakra becomes the root chakra for the integrated mind body or the mind integrated personality that is now completing the third stage, the final stage of the path. Ra talked about initiation of mind, body, spirit in the tarot, archetypal, archetypal mind, right? Start with mind, go to body, then end with spirit. The final seven, the final working is spirit complex. That's after unification of mind, body, or this purification, integration of chakras one through five. Consciousness, the consciousness or mind qualities, the expansion of awareness through fifth chakra. Um, more and the crystal, that's the crystallized healer, of course, working in the head. Then he says that <laughs> the uh, this throat chakra, throat center, is the center of Hridayakash, is the center of the eyebrows. So then we're talking about a union of five and six. Then he says the Svadhisthana is in the head, meaning in the sixth ray, actually. So then that's the linkage between second and sixth chakra, the six-two chakra band. <laughs> It's very nice here, you know. It fits uh, Mr. Scott's teaching pretty well, too. And so, the second, the, sick, the second chakra is in the head because there's no... because the 246 line has been perfected. Because there's no blockage 246. And so, 2 and 6 come at 1. Then, the Raja Yoga is above the neck. The great work for the Raja Yoga is um, in the spirit complex, in the head. Ajna, six chakra, six ray, is triangular, and that's the place of mukti. We launch into eighth density from six, and we do the extended working in six after we complete the work of one through five. And so the triangular is the place of mukti. We return to the one through the three. Cosmic numerics, anyone? And so going back to the one or beyond the one, the one light, you see, you know, unity as one light. We have become light, Ross said. All is one. That's not the end of the line. That's Atman. And um, Jivatman must do a further working to unite with Paramatman. And so he says that they here is Jivatma or Jivatman. And the other, meaning the next octave, the next all is Paramatma. Both in union is Chittambara. Ambara actually is, I believe, the root of the word umbrella. And so chit umbra is like a consciousness or mind umbrella, which here could also be chittakash, mind sky, consciousness sky. Chit is mental activity. Uh, actually, chit is beyond mental activity. It's uh, sentience. It's, it's a matter of how people translate these things. Sat is the infinite. So reality and truth is infinite. All right, going on. I'm just going to pull through without too much commentary. Next, we have some talk on prana, uh, pranayama practice. Rechaka is the drawing up of the breath. Kumbhaka is to suspend it there. Puraka is to let it down, letting it down within. From the same rice, many are the eatables that are prepared. Likewise, all is done by breath alone. Only the sound is different. Inner pranayama is inner working. The Shiva Shakti within oneself is led within to join the Brahmarandra, crown chakra. 
going on. Shiva Shakti is infinite. Shiva Shakti is salvation, mukti, liberation, freedom. Shiva Shakti is the upward breath. It is the prana vayu. It is omkara. It is pranava. Creation ensues from pranava. Pranava is the body consciousness, and omkara, the consciousness of the self. Omkara is the dried coconut. The smaller joins the bigger. The river joins the sea. Mental modifications are the river, and the infinite shakti is the sea. As burning paper loses itself in fire, the mind does in the self. The junction of all roads, whether five or six, is one. One can go by foot or by train. The body is the train to come and go. Actually, he said, the body, my mistake, the body is the train to go and come. (laughs) Go and come is different than come and go. You don't come and then go from me, he may be saying. You go and then come home. (laughs) You go on the path and come home. This is because he's talking, he's from home. He's a home, home boy. He's talking about, he's on the other side, you know, on the other side looking in, as the song goes. And so, the body is the train to go and come. Next. Asana, seating posture, is the station. Sukhasana, happy, happy posture, a happy seat is the Raja Yoga. Asana is seat. Generally, asana in Hatha Yoga is called posture or gesture or mo or uh, even mud- like a mudra. But actually, he calls it seat. And so, one seats uh, mind or awareness in the various Hatha Yoga asana postures and hold. They're basically putting the body in a certain posture is um, uh, configuring the electromagnetic pranic system of nadis, the nadi system of prana circulation associated with the body gesture in a certain configuration. So uh, uh, configuring body, physical body, and thereby pranic nadi circulation system in a certain bodily configuration the body configuration gives rise to an energy configuration or configuration of the nadis, then one holds it. And that's seat. One seats uh, attention in the asana and holds it. And basically gets the benefit from the um, work of prana uh, through you know, the, the, the practice of, of breathing, holding, and releasing in, a partic- in the various particular asanas. It's a very ingenious system, actually, of uh, purification of the nadis, and thus the prana, and thus the chakras, and thus consciousness, and thus doing the great work um, by um, the various asanas that allow a targeted pranic direction, targeted pranic inflow, associated with certain chakras and nadis and blockages and work to do. To do. Very, very sophisticated, actually. Uh, anyway, going on. To bring one's shakti under control is samadhi. Samadhi is the upward breath, 
the upward breath is Taraka Brahma, Brahma in the head. When upward breath is attained, the whole world is within you. It is the same in all creatures. Raja Yogi is one with the infinite movement, <clears throat> talking, sitting, or walking. Raja Yoga is like sitting upstairs and looking below. Raja Yoga is the chief among all yogas. When buddhi and knowledge are together, <clears throat> that is Raja Yoga. So discriminative, that knowledge may be monastic function, it may be yana, it's hard to say. When buddhi and knowledge are together, that is Raja Yoga. It is shanti, devoid of form, formless, devoid of quality. Bliss has no quality. And what has no quality, whatever, is Jivan Mukti. Creation and dissolution are in Prakriti. To go apart from Prakriti is creation, and to merge in it is dissolution. To be conscious of nothing else but oneself is creation. In the Raja Yoga, there is no karma, prescribed mode of action, nor worship of Shiva, nor a particular place as such. All these take place in the upper center. The bowing is done in the upper breath itself. Bow within one's own heart reaches everywhere. <laughs> so he's basically um, uh, deconstructing the uh, commonly uh, the, the commonly un- the common understanding of yoga praxis, practice. And so he's saying in Raja Yoga, he calls the highest yoga, where it's the transformation of awareness, uh, focus, the, the path to perfection or mukti is all in mind or transformation of mind um, and subtle freeing of the mind um, to do the completed seven chakra work. And so all sorts of things like karmic um, accumulation, acquiring good karma, or prescribed modes of yama niyama, that's not um, that. That's karma yoga. <laughs> that's not what it's about. It doesn't mean one uh, makes trouble or acts out of uh, greed, greed. But um, the focus on karmic accumulation isn't there. Nor worship of Shiva, meaning bhakti practice, is not heavy. Also, nor a particular place as such, meaning uh, pilgrimage. Also. All of these take place in the upper center. It happens in Chittakash or Hridayakash or in the spirit, in the, ha- in the head, in, the, in, in awareness. Bottom page 55 going on. To realize oneness in oneself is to attain Brahmanhood. Pindanda, mac- microcosm, is what is seen outside. What is seen inside is the Brahmanada. Brahma, the Brahma, Brahmanda, that's different than Brahmanadi or Brahmana, Brahmananda. What is seen inside is the Brahmanda, macrocosm. Brahmanda is not created. Creation is for the mind, not for the Atman. The Atman is beyond the mind. Mm. Creation is for the mind, not for the Atman. For the mind, there is fear and all. For the body sense, all is creation. Place the world within yourself and you have no fear. There is fear only if there are jewels on the person. 
When they are not, there is no sorrow. Theirs is the equal vision. Those with desire have the physical sight. They see differences. Desire impels action. Desirelessness is liberation. Absence of desire for fruit is mukti. It is the state of avadutta, the subtle state. The yani has inner vision. He has no mind. He realizes the same self everywhere. There is no division for him. All is one, whole. Division obtains for the gross. The inner breath is not separate, divided. It is whole, one. The gross idea is mental. The subtle idea is of the Atman. The Yanin is always in Yogi's sleep. He is in this sleep whether he walks or sits. The Yanin is like a tortoise. The tortoise projects its hands and legs when necessary. At other times they are withdrawn into the shell. Whether it is the mail train or a local, the driving power is the same. Only the timings are different. The sannyasi is like the mail train. Sannyasi is he who keeps the world within himself. One who lodges his powers outside in the world is like the local train. To get into the train is difficult. Once you get into it, there is no difficulty. There is anxiety, or there is no anxiety about the luggage. (laughs) Once you get into the train at least in that day. Today there may be anxiety uh, (laughs) among criminals. When you purchase a thing from the train, all attention is on the train. Similarly, first is discrimination, buddhi, second, sound, thought. Sound and thought and word are are equivalent. So, similarly, first is buddhi, second, sound, which actually can also mean word and thought, and and speech. Whatever you do, the attention should be in the head. Seeing, hearing, talking are not action in themselves. Breathing through the nose is verily action. Quote, good action is the downward course. That could be some implicit criticism of people who are attached to action in association with dogmatic views of right and wrong. Muna and this is the root of the word muni, by the way, going on. Muna, silence, is of the mind, not of the tongue. Whatever is done uniting the buddhi and jnana is no action. Muna is the native place of the mind, not of the tongue. Satna is done by muna. Whoa. He is a yogi who can unite in one both buddhi and jnana. One who can place the mind in the buddhi and the buddhi above the mind is a yogi. This also could be buddhi and manas, the buddhi above the manas. The discipline of muna is really the sushumna nadi, central channel energy, uh, central channel energy line, which is the junction or union of ida and pingala, the two major nadis up the back. Of the nadis, three are the chief, Ida, Pingala, and Sushumna. Sushumna is the seat of the Kundalini. 
There's a beautiful phrase that sadhana is done by Muna. Muna is the root of Muni, I believe. Muni as a sage. The sage is a sage, or the person is a Muni and a sage because he's quiet, because there's silence of the mind, not of the tongue. <laughs> there may be speech of the tongue, but there's silence of the mind. Ah, And so, silence of the mind is not interrupted by speech through the tongue, because sadhana is done by Muna, and Muna, or silence, um, is the, like he says, Muna is the native place of the mind. Uh, to to where to to where <laughs> it's a frame. Where to to where does the mind return? Where does the mind return to after speech and thought? After speech, after thought, where does the mind return? It returns to Munna. Of course, it returns to silence. So if you live in Munna, then um, there may be a rising of thought and speech. Um, but it doesn't interrupt the fact that one can that one has never left Munna. Not not even returned to. I mean, beyond me. <laughs> what the hell do I know? But while while there's the relative experience of resting in silence and returning to silence after thought and speech, there's also the experience of never having left Munna during thought and speech. Mm. That's a little bit greater. Going on, of all truths, the basic truth or sat of all truths, the basic sat is the sat tattva or tattva of Brahman. Brahma tat tattva also is tat tatagata. Tattva, I think mean it's I think it's related to uh, tat for tatagata tat meaning suchness va tattva like sattva. Oh, so there's tattva and sattva. Sat as truth, reality, which is infinite. Va, meaning the you know the datum, the datum, the dharma, the dharma of tat or of sat. Then there's tattva, so there's sat, sattva. There's tat and tattva, but they're really the same, as far as I can tell, because tat is such or that as it is, and that's reality. <laughs> that's truth with a capital T, and that's called infinite. And so, it has qualities and it's beyond quality simultaneously. So, of all truths, the basic sat, or truth, is the sat tattva of Brahman. Brahma tattva means jivan mukti. The river must be seen at its source, not after it merges into the sea. See the mother root of a tree. All trees have mother root. Likewise, all have only one god. To regard all things in an equal vision is mukti. Going on, a big drama is first rehearsed behind the curtain and then shown to the public. Similarly, yoga sadhana is practiced in secret, and as it gets established, it reveals itself. One does not get the experience at the very beginning of a practice. It comes by and by as the practice progresses. Hunger is not satisfied by the mere smell of the cooked food. One has to eat it. So is experience, so is fulfillment. There can be no contradiction to self-experience. Sugar in the palm tastes sweet only when it's inserted in the mouth. That is personal experience. Book knowledge can be contradicted, but personal, personal knowledge cannot be. It is like the order of the king to the subjects, 
The king's command is self-experience. Svababa, I would say. The subjects are the book knowledge. Jivan Mukti, Swarajya are the yoga king. Yoga king, Yogaraj, is fulfillment. Fulfillment is the dweller in the cave. The cave is the bodily buddhi, buddhi in the body while here, and to dwell in this cave of buddhi is to attain fulfillment. The cave of Jivatman is the third eye. The heart sky, Hridayakash, is the cave. So that's an important equivalence. The cave of Jivatman, which is the jiva at one with Atman, and is a relative mukti, is the sixth chakra. Of course, sixth density is where higher self is, right? So live from higher self and you're living Jivatman. And then the heart sky is that. And so that's the union of four and six, or two, four, six, which is what happens when you're living from Atman. <laughs> There's a endless, uh, natural, non, you know, the non-dual, the true compassion and love being awareness of non-duality. The heart sky, Hridayakash, is the cave. By ideation, the woman becomes man and man becomes woman. The distinction is only for outer action. The subtle thought activity within is the same. This is the only difference in the outer limbs. Without subtle thought, man becomes a woman. If buddhi and jnana are one woman, or sorry, if buddhi and jnana are one, woman becomes man. <laughs> Whether it is opened by man or by woman, water flows from the pump. To bhakti, uh, devotion, uh, longing, there is no distinction. Female and male are just two states. To the yanin, there is not this distinction. Both in man and woman, there is only one Shiva Shakti. For one without desire, there is no fear. For him without fear, there is always happiness. He is great whose thinking is great. Money and lands do not make one great. <laughs> As we see from the human <laughs> leaders of uh, human civilization, <laughs> they think they're great. They're very low. Money and lands do not make one great. A little money and a little hillock do not make anyone great. Even a cobbler, if his thoughts are high, is great. He alone is a Brahmin who has subtle discrimination of thought. No one is great because of a big house, wealth, diamond, necklace, earrings, or ring on finger. One becomes great because of his thinking. One who is big materially is not great. Plenty of gold does not bring greatness. Brahmavidya is the highest. Karma does not leave until you realize the secret. Brahmavidya means knowledge of Brahma. Beggar, burn up the delusion of the mind in the fire of yoga. Without realization of Brahman, it is not possible to know the pristine state. The true bliss, Ananda, is not. The sense of honor and respect do not go. Preserve the ananda. Bundle up desire in its abode, the mind. Desire is sapless. Give it up within yourself. Without sap. It, desire is sapless. <laughs> Very, it means that there's no nourishing juice in, the, in Kama Loka, but particularly in the way of Kama or desire. And that's very, <laughs> very interesting. 
going on. <clears throat> when the jiva leads and joins the Shiva Shakti within to the Brahmarandra, crown chakra, there ensues a spontaneous mukti, the indivisible mukti. In this indivisible mukti lies Brahmananda, the bliss of Brahma. Lord prays Shiva. <clears throat> in the beginning there is Shiva. In the beginning the Shiva Shakti alone is. The supreme protector is Sadananda. That, that Sadananda may be Satananda. Sadananda, eternal bliss. The protector of desirelessness is Sadananda. O desireless one, devoid of gunas, endowed with happy qualities, self-ruler, king of Jivan Mukti, look into yourself. The true form is the human form. Man is the highest of all. There is none superior to him in the universe. It is man who has created all the countries. And when he says man, he means <laughs> man or atman, actually. Bottom page 59. <clears throat> he is a Brahmin who has attained the real Brahmananda. Uh, Brahmananda. Brahmananda meaning bliss of Brahma. Not Brahmarandra. Anyway, it's not too much different. One experiences Brahmananda, the bliss of Brahma, when there's a full activation or linkage to Brahmarandra. Brahma's crown chakra. So, he is a Brahmin who has attained the real Brahmananda. Your maya is not, is not permanent. O Hari, burn up this identification with the body. Without mind, there is no maya. Maya is ignorance. He is not the Lord. The Lord is Shiva. All in the world know that there is butter in milk. The milk is to be heated and butter taken out. But few are there that take it out. Milk is bhakti. Heating on fire is discrimination or buddhi in thought. The vessel for discrimination is buddhi. The vessel for buddhi is buddhi. <clears throat> the fire of discrimination is the fire of yoga. By this fire of discrimination are to be churned passion, anger, etc. and the butter extracted. So, Fire heating the milk. The milk is bhakti. So longing. Um, longing is churned. <laughs> uh, as we live, we're seeking. Longing and bhakti as longing or devotion also is, is the root of seeking. Why? What Seeking is what? Is a longing. Longing for what? Is a longing for liberation or some freedom, greater freedom or greater joy or well-being. And that is ultimately a bhakti... Uh, heart, mind, uh, longing, seeking. And from that, then, um, buddhi, uh, this fire of buddhi, the, the buddhi, the path of buddhi, discrimination, uh, one works through uh, the lower and um, distills out the higher. The lower as passion, anger, and the higher is the butter extracted, which is ultimately... Uh, awareness of non-duality and true nature and the equal-sightedness and you know com the awareness of uh, complete liberation. So, that's interesting. Uh, middle page 60. Getting close to the end of the reading, maybe. Let me just see. Yeah, I'm just going to read a couple more and 
break into 61 and then close for today. The lamp cannot burn without oil. So also the body cannot function without the breath. Without the helm, the boat cannot be steered to its destination. The steamer has both power and intelligence to lead it. But the country boat can't go like the steam or steamer boat. Similarly, the speed of the sannyasin is like that of the steamer. He who places the world within himself is like the steamer. But he who is in the world is like the boat. Like the headlight to the steamer is the brahmarandra, crown chakra, to the sannyasi. The mind of the sannyasi is merged in Hridayakash, heart sky. The lamp is the sannyasi. The cow cannot run like the horse. So is he whose mind is lodged within himself, the horse. He whose mind is spread in the world is the cow. All cannot become kings at the same time. Neither can all be traders at the same time. Customers are also needed. There is fear when you walk in the dark, but not so in the light. The dark is ignorance. Knowledge, vidya, is light. This knowledge can also be um, jnana, realization. The guru is the light. The light is the guru. You are aware of nothing in sound sleep. If you walk for ten miles and sleep soundly, there is not even the awareness of your existence in the world. Similarly, when hungry, you must take food yourself. And I think I'll end it on that. When you're hungry, take food. <laughs> eat what's on your own plate and don't eat the other. Unless he gives it to you and you, you really want it. So, um, beautiful, deep teaching. And um, he, again, I think this point that his use of ordinary phenomena and saying, you know, the fruit is above the flower or <laughs> you can't, a, a burnt seed doesn't sprout. Um, some very common things um, are saying, wink, wink, uh, God is everywhere, did you know? <laughs> God and uh, profound uh, meaning. I mean, what is God? It's not a guy, you know. So, I mean, what the hell does that mean? I don't, I, I'm not there, so I can't say fully. Nobody who's not there can say. You know, all the other great teachers that you may look into, uh, if they're not finished with the path, they don't know fully what they're talking about just as I plainly know I don't also know the goal, because I'm not there. So we don't know the goal. Okay. Only those who've attained the goal are qualified to fully explain the nature of the goal, or the attainment, the nature of the experience of the attainment of complete and perfect enlightenment. And so nobody should pretend, or nobody should forget that we who speak of it don't know it fully. Uh, he does, but I don't. You don't, unless you're there. I don't think you are. <laughs> so, fine. No problem. But be careful of teachers who presume that they're finished because they can talk lucidly about it. <laughs> There's a big difference between speaking lucidly about what you've never, what you don't know, or where you're not, and being there, speaking from it. Being there, <laughs> like uh, Chauncey Gardner, speaking of it, speaking of being there, speaking while being there. 
is completely different than speaking of it not yet there. And one should not know, one should not confuse that and understand that those who are there and speak from there, there is here, of course. It's the attainment of there as here. Here and there are one, of course. The realization that here in the gross, so-called, one may be fully there in the (laughs) consecrate, hallowed, infinite nature of the gross, being there here, in, in the completed state here. I'm not. But when one such as that speaks, <laughs> it's a totally different matter than one who's not yet there and just speculating, as we do, as we are. <laughs> Don't forget. Anyway, I hope that's useful. Next time, we'll continue with um, Chittagashkicha starting on page 61. Beautiful stuff. I hope you like it. I hope you're well. Take good care of yourselves. See you next time. And good night.